Welcome to the Inquisit Kids Podcast. Tune in for daily discoveries as we celebrate curiosity and explore interesting facts about history, science, and more in five minutes or less. Hi, I'm Luke, and welcome to the Inquisit Kids Podcast. Is there a stream or river near your home? Is the water clear or murky with pollution? Today, we will learn about a man who noticed a dirty stream and discovered how to use science to clean up the water. John Todd was born in Canada in 1939. As a young boy, John loved playing outside in the woods surrounding his home. He was inquisitive and observant. He enjoyed watching as nature overcame issues. One of the things John noticed was that a dirty stream could clear up as it flowed downstream. How did this happen? As John grew up and learned more about plants and animals, he found the answer. As the stream flowed, it passed through plants, algae, and small animals that made their homes on the rocks in the water. He concluded that the plants and creatures must be doing something to clean the water. What if there was a way to replicate this process? John wondered if he could find a way to use this knowledge to clean up other polluted water. After John finished high school, he went to college where he learned more about nature and how it works. He studied oceanography, agriculture, tropical medicine, and more. His studies led him to ask more questions. As he learned the answers to his questions, he devised a grand idea. John knew that some water plants trapped the harmful bacteria that made the water dirty. He knew that some fish removed cancer-causing chemicals from contaminated water. His idea was to build an ecosystem that could clean polluted water naturally. John lived and worked in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. This is where he built his first water-cleaning eco-machine. His machine consisted of a series of tanks connected to each other. He did not join them in a straight line. Instead, he constructed the system to have bends and turns, mimicking how water flows in a river or stream. Next, he gathered plants and animals from local bodies of water. He placed his specimens into his eco-machine. He was creating a new ecosystem right there in his tanks. Once the new ecosystem was established and thriving, John was ready for the next step of his plan. John got some yucky, dirty sewer water full of sludge and dumped it into the first tank in his eco-machine. Then, he waited to see what would happen. In a few weeks, John had clear, clean water in the last tank of his eco-machine. What had happened to the yuck that was in the water? Well, all those plants and animals had used it for food. As the water flowed from one tank to the next, the plants and animals removed all of the sludge. John was thrilled. He was quoted as saying his success came from one-third chemistry, one-third ecology, and one-third serendipity. He had learned about chemistry and ecology in college, but knew that part of his success came from chance. Word of his eco-machine got around, and a school in Canada contacted him. They had a project in mind and wondered if John would help them. The school wanted to recycle their sewage. Not only did they want to clean their wastewater, but they also wanted the eco-machine to be a piece of art. 
John said he was up to the challenge. John designed an eco-machine that consisted of 17 connected glass tanks. Like his original eco-machine, the tanks were arranged with twists and turns. The first tank was 14 feet tall, and each successive tank got shorter. The last tank was 4 feet high. John enlisted the help of the students at the school as he gathered the plants and animals that would live in the tanks. Together, they gathered algae, aquatic plants, fish, snails, and even tiny clams. They put the algae in the first tanks and the plants and animals in the later tanks where the students could see them. When the construction of the eco-machine was complete, it was connected to the toilets at the school. Now each flush would feed into the tank. Thankfully, John did not make the first tank transparent. No one wanted to see the waste. As the water filtered from one tank to the next, the students could see it becoming clearer and clearer. The plants and animals were doing their jobs, eating the impurities and cleaning the water. When the water cycled through all 17 tanks, it was clean enough to... drink? Yes, it is true that the water was suitable for drinking, but no one expected anyone would want to. Instead, the clean water was returned to the toilets so the process could start again. After the success of the eco-machine in the school, John went on to work with the United States Environmental Protection Agency. He helped design a facility to treat the sewage from 1,600 homes in South Burlington, Vermont. The treatment plant he designed used nature, rather than harsh chemicals and large amounts of energy, to clean the wastewater. He also designed an eco-machine that cleans the water of the canals in Fuzhou, China. In this crowded city, the smell from the canals was once unbearable. Just one year after the implementation of John's ideas, the water was much cleaner. The smell disappeared, and fish were able to swim in the canals. There were even birds and butterflies spotted along the banks. The canals were coming back to life. John is not finished with his work. He would like to clean up the Appalachian regions of West Virginia and Kentucky that have been adversely impacted by mountaintop removal coal mining. His plans include treating the toxic waste, creating jobs, and introducing renewable energy forms like wind and solar power to the area. John has been recognized many times for his environmental work. He continues to look for new ways to use nature to repair the environment. Maybe when you grow up, you will too. Thanks for tuning in to the Inquisikids podcast. If you want to see the sources we used for this episode or send us some listener mail, you can find links in the episode description. Thank you.